Hello, welcome to the On the PK podcast, the inaugural episode. This is an MLS podcast brought to you by me, EK. And me, AK. Thanks for joining us. So we decided to do this podcast because we wanted to really have some fun. Um, I love sports. I've always been really into sports. And so, and soccer is one of my favorites to watch. And I just wanted a space to talk about it and bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. For me, I grew up playing soccer and so have a very extensive background in that played for over, oh goodness, 15 years, I would say, um, and always really enjoyed it, uh, but never really liked watching it up until I married EK. So this is a new endeavor for us, learning and loving to watch MLS and learning um, what it means to be a fan of the MLS. So we're excited that you are joining us for that. Today, we are going to talk about a few different things, hopefully have some fun along the way, and just banter. Eric's definitely more of the expert, and we'll give you all of the player details and inside looks. I'm just here for fun. Um, so hopefully you can have fun too. But um, we'll be talking about some preseason predictions as the season for the 2023 year officially starts this Saturday, February 25th. And we are excited to jump into those predictions, kind of seeing who we think is going to win the Supporter Shield, who's going to be MVP, who will win the MLS Cup. And then also we are always taking audience questions. So we'll try to answer a few of those at the end of every podcast. So Eric, let's jump right in. Okay. Let's jump in first. Let's talk about, let's go Supporter Shield first. Supporter Shield. Okay. Why? I just, I want to know, you know, season starts in the regular season. So I want to know who do you think the best regular season team is going to be? Is your pick? Yeah. Um, well, first, one thing I love about the MLS is that they do a supporter shield. There's not very many other competitive sports in the United States that do something like that. I think it's really cool that there's just like a value for consistency and for a team proving themselves throughout an entire season versus just like winning on a chance game. Although I know there's some excitement to like the March Madness type of college basketball thing that anybody could win. But as a person who's just a really logical, dedicated type of fan, I just really value a supporter shield. So I like that the MLS really combines having a supporter shield to see who is consistent throughout the season, but also that they have that in the last cup. With that, I would say my prediction for who is going to win the Supporter Shield is Austin FC. Okay, good pick, good pick. They were really fourth in Supporter Shield last year. Um, I really like that pick. I think Sebastian Giussi is going to be just awesome again. You know, he was unbelievable last year, so I like that pick. Okay, yeah. I'm, um, yeah, I'm mainly just choosing Austin because I'm going to say it. I like the colors, but it's more than just that. The green's great. The logo's great. But um, they have a really balanced roster. They have just been proving themselves as consistent. I feel like they're improving subtly year after year. They're adding key players um, and they just really work well together. I, and I think that kind of consistency 
is what seems to be like most probable and possible for winning a supportership. I guess, who do you predict to win the supporter shield? So my prediction is the Philadelphia. I don't think I'm going to be making any big waves or that's not going to be a hot take because they ended with the same number of points as LAFC last year, who was Mm -hmm. the supporter shield winner. Okay. That's what I was going to do. But LAFC just had two more wins than Philly, but Philly had four less losses than LAFC. That's pretty massive. It's more ties. So if a couple of those ties turn into wins, and let's talk about the roster. So Philly lost three players this offseason, and they were three bench players, you know, just depth options. And they replaced them with one Damian Lowe, who started 28 games for Miami last year. So you're getting the bench guy who started all the four games last season. Great pickup. Also, Andres Perea. He's going to be great. He has been a fixture in this league, just consistent production. So I think Philly's just going to really not miss a step from where they were last season. I get that pick. Seems like a very safe pick. Sometimes I like a little wild card action, but I guess that's where the MLS Cup comes in is a little bit of more of that wild card choice of anybody could win. I know they're changing playoffs this year, and we can talk more about that in another episode as it gets closer to playoff times. Um, but I am curious, you know, who do you think is going to win the MLS Cup? Okay, so I went back and forth. I thought about Philadelphia. You know, I had them as the Supporter Shield champions. But it's really hard to win Supporter Shield and MLS Cup in the same year. Has anyone ever done that? Well, actually, it has been done a few times. Most recent one, last year, LAFC did it. Oh, so very recent. Very recent. But more oftentimes, you see a team, I think about, the New England Revolution in 2021, where they pushed hard for supporter shield. They broke all kinds of points records for the MLS. And they lost in the second round, I believe. I mean, they were just dead when the playoffs started. So it, it's hard to do. And okay. that's why I'm not going Philly. But you want to go with Philly. I'm not going to. But you want to go with Philly. I do not. I do kind of. But I'm gonna- Are you a Philly boy? I mean, I like their jersey. Philly, if you're listening and you want to send me a, a kit, I'd be all for it. Yeah. As you can tell, we're probably, I mean, we're not from Philadelphia. No. Um, I I don't know if you can tell from our accent. <laughs> we're trying really hard to sound proper. Yes. Not really. This is how we talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I say all that to say my MLS Cup pick is going to be Austin. So my supporter shield pick. Your supporter shield pick. Controversial. Yeah. That's so chaotic. It is. It is. And I I don't think Austin's gonna be quite not the knocker pick. I don't think they're gonna be quite supporter shield level, but I think they could really kick it into gear once the cup playoffs start. But wait, didn't they get kicked out of the playoffs like second round last time? No, they lost in the finals. In the Western Commerce. In the Western, okay. To LAFC, the eventual champion. So I was, 
I always give the team a little bit of credit whenever they lose to the team that becomes champion. Yeah. And that's why I picked the Prince Supporter Shield. If they can beef up in that World Cup, World Cup, oh my goodness, it's not the World Cup, it's the MLS Cup. That's right. Um, but hopefully maybe we're building up some plays to go to the World Cup for US eventually. Um, but if they can beef up and just like barely lose like last year, I just imagine what could happen in the regular season. But I get it. I get it. Yeah, I like the pick. I like the pick. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I could go into my pick. Yeah, let's hear it. So I am going a little, I guess, out there, maybe an unexpected pick. You might see that from me often in this podcast, but I'm going to be choosing Nashville SC. Um, They're making the transition from the Western Conference over to the Eastern Conference with um, St. Louis joining in to the Western to kind of just balancing out all of the teams. I think it makes sense for them to be in the Eastern Conference. They definitely are sitting more Eastern. But the reason I think that gives them an advantage in winning the MLS Cup is, you know, because they are moving, they have, when it comes time to come towards the MLS Cup, they have the experience with the Western teams, and then they'll have a whole season behind them of experience with the Eastern teams. So they're really just going to be prepped and ready to compete Um way more than any of their other competitors because they just have more knowledge um, going into the game. And so I just think that gives them a lot of benefit, um, makes them, even though still maybe a little bit of an underdog, I think there's a fighting chance there. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about MLS is when the playoffs start, anything can happen. Absolutely. And I do like that because if Hani Mukhtar is... 75 percent of what he was last season that's still an unbelievable player so uh, that's the kind of guy you need to get you over that Connie's my boy that's right that's right well i guess we're about ready to hit up our mvp preseason predictions yes so can i go first on this one yeah i mean i okay Okay. what would i do to stop you Uh, that's true it's true so this was the the awards prediction that I was most excited for. Really? Because all offseason, I was saying, I got Sebastian Jerusi. That's what I was saying. And then the Madeline said. Exactly. But the past three weeks, I have, I've kind of fallen for another man in a soccer Ricky Puge from the LA Galaxy. So, how do you left Susan? Well, I'm glad you asked. He came over in the middle of the season. He played 10 games. Dang. Obviously, coming mid season and then winning, that sounds pretty amazing. Well, he plays for the LA Galaxy. Oh, not the LA. LAFC. Two LA I think a common mistake for many people entering into. MLS for the first time that there's multiple teams in the same cities. It is. Let me throw some stats. So he started nine games last season. He had three goals and five assists. And those are the obvious numbers. So he came in and immediately started. He came in and he was like one of the best players in the league. Here's the big one though. In those nine games that he started, he drew 26 fouls. So, 
he he like I'm assuming so he's drawing fouls that means he's getting fouled on so he's getting free kicks exactly okay he LA Galaxy completely transformed when he came he was just otherworldly on the field and I think a full season of Ricky Pouge is going to be something amazing to see this year okay he's my MVP pick and what position does he play again he plays that that forward midfield role, that number 10, okay. that attacking midfielder. He's going to have the ball at his feet a lot. He's going to look for his teammates to set them up. But he's also going to get into space behind the defenders to look to score some goals as well. Okay. So look for those. But he's really kind of, he's controlling the game. He's looking for those patterns, those angles, and really just kind of the playmaker, it sounds like. He is, and it's not a stretch to say, I think, to say he could be the best playmaker in MLS this season. Wow. Bold claim. Bold claim. I guess we'll just have to see. We'll see. Watch some games. Yeah. Spend our days watching football. Heck yeah. Well, my prediction? Let's hear it. Okay. So, you know, I, I put in Austin FC for... The supporter shield. You put them in for the MLS Cup. Obviously, there's something there with Austin FC. Um, but if we're talking about it, we have to talk about Sebastian Driussi. Um, You you cannot miss. He is a rock star player. Like you said, he's been your pick up until three weeks ago. And there's a reason for that. Um, he's just kind of, he's an attacker, but in a good way. Um, he's aggressive. He's defensive. He is, you know, rooting to just maximize Austin's full scoring potential. So I believe in Austin so much, primarily because of Sebastian. Like I said earlier, he is my boy. I'm excited to see just kind of how he develops and continues to just be one of the best um, that there is, um, especially at Austin. And under kind of that coaching staff, I think there will just really be a lot of opportunity there. I really like that pick. I think that's a great shout, Andre. You see, he is he is the cog that turns the machine, if you will, of Austin. Everything kind of goes through him. And if he has a great season, Austin has a great season. Yeah. So I like that pick. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I guess that kind of sums up our, you know, main content for this episode. I'm excited to see, you know, where this season goes if our predictions are right what like what do i win if i get my prediction right because this this isn't about bragging rights and i'm something else yes not i would say the person who has the most right or the closer predictions has to plan a date take the other one on oh okay okay date wow yeah for all you bros out there, you know, planning your preseason predictions with your guys. For all you girls out there listening to this episode, maybe not a date, but at least a hang for whoever wins. That's right. That's, That's right. right. And it'll let everybody has fun. Heck yeah. Dang. We can't all be winners, though. But, you know who is a winner? <laughs> Person who sent in our first ever question. What an honor. What a title. What an honor. This question. It's a great question. It comes from our good friend, Graham. 
one day we'll have non-friends submit questions. But right now, there's no other better person than Graham. That's right. And if you submit, send a question, you're automatically Arctic. Okay, so Graham asks, what do you think the identity of Atlanta United will be in the wake of Joseph Martinez leaving? So setting the scene, Joseph Martinez, arguably the best player in Atlanta United history, left this season for Inter-Miami. If the ums didn't tell you, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, so I think, you know, we're thinking about the identity of Atlanta United. They've had a successful first couple of years. Since then, they've just been kind of hanging in. They haven't been impeccable, but they haven't been bad. Um, so I think um, Joseph Martinez, he's been kind of a key player in who Atlanta United understands themselves to be. I do think, though, more than Joseph Martinez making up the identity of the team, I think fans are really going to have to come to terms with what does it mean to be an Atlanta United fan without Joseph Martinez? I think that, you know, one of the incredible things about NLS soccer, especially compared to like Premier League, is a lot happens in the Premier League, um, so the league over in Europe, people are following players. They're following, you know, where a player is going and they're becoming fans of those teams. Obviously, there is some camaraderie and location in the Premier League as well, but it really is based on the players. I think one of the biggest benefits of the MLS is that we are seeing a lot in America of being fans of teams. And so I'm excited for Atlanta United fans to know what it means to be a fan of Atlanta United, to build that community, to figure out who they are and what that is. Um, without specific key players. Obviously, players do make a difference, but I think there's just kind of a new horizon ahead of them, and uh, I think they're going to love it. I think they're going to kind of have to dig deep, and for many Atlanta sports fans, they're used to it. Uh, recently, though, Georgia has been on their eye with some of their championships and other sports, but, you know, the years of desert day... I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to find their identity and really just kind of honestly come to love Atlanta United more. So that's my take. Might be a hot take. I don't know. But yeah. No, I think that's a great point. And I think it's good. I think it is a, a kind of a close to a chapter in the beginning of the new with Joseph leaving. You know, Joseph was the first DP in team history first designated player um he was instrumental arguably one of if not the best player on the team in that mls cup season 2018 but last season if you talk about identity was something that i think atlanta lacked um the atlanta united manager gonzalo Pineda seemingly just didn't like joseph martinez there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know, but there was a lot of turmoil, turmoil in the locker room there. So, you think Joseph was a meat boy? I don't think so. I think. I mean, inevitably, they're just people that you don't always 
click with, no matter how much you want. You're not going to gel with everybody. Yeah. I just don't think Gonzalo and Joseph gelled. Okay. So I think this was a move that was necessary, unfortunately. When you talk about what's the identity going to be going forward, well, I think one of the big hirings you see at Lane United was Garth Longaway from Seattle, um, came in as the new president and CEO. I think they brought him in with that idea. Hey, we need identity. We need a structure. We need a plan. And what better way to do that than Garth Hardway? He has been like the puppet master in Seattle's almost dynasty run they were on. So I think that's a great hiring. I think you're going to need players like Brad Guzan and uh, Miles Robinson, Andrew Gutman. You're going to need those guys who've been there a while to really step up and set the tone of what this team is about, how we work off, you know, hours matches and practice and what we do on the field for each other. So I think it's a good question. You know, identity is big, but this is a team that has lacked identity. So I think this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Gain the bat. No disrespect to Joseph Martinez. I think you know, great player. I mean, if you can't tell in our voices, we are from Georgia and we all love Joseph Martinez. Yeah. So wish him the best. I hope he honestly, I hope he tears about Miami. It has to be incredible season. Yeah. We're just rooting for soccer everywhere. Um, and for soccer to flourish in the U.S. and for each team to find their identity, to find their fans. I think that's one of the beauties of Atlanta United that they have had is like just randomly coming up with cheers and chants, like the excitement that comes with being in a game in Mercedes-Benz. Like there, there's a lot to look forward to moving forward for both Atlanta United and for Joseph Martinez. Absolutely. And if you are an Atlanta fan, don't look at this as oh man, Joseph left, what's left? Because I think Atlanta's going to get in the playoffs this year. Wow. Oh, they have a chance to really make a run. They've made... I don't, but sorry, Graham. They've made some smart signings. Um, they've made some really good, just solid moves. And if the guys who are there continue on the step forward that they look like they're going to make, I think the future is very, very bright in Atlanta. Okay. I said, you know, I don't, that I don't think they're going to make it. But I will say, I just don't think it's going to be this year. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Anything that is great just takes a little bit of time. So that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, we appreciate you all joining us for our very first episode and would love for you to follow us on all social platforms. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want to follow us at on the PK podcast. Um, and feel free to send in your questions that you have for us of what you want to know about MLS soccer. We are here to talk about it all. There is nothing to soccer or to unsoccer that can't be discussed. So email us with your questions at podcast at on the PK.com and we will answer them in our upcoming episodes. Yes. Well, thank you so much all for listening. We hope this is the first of many times. I'm EK. And I'm AK. And that's on the PK. I think we messed it up that time, but it's the first episode, so we're just going to leave it. Yeah. Peace we'll, out. We'll get better, guys. We'll get better. I'm going to go eat some cookies and ice cream.